0: our appreciation for our musicians this morning. They've blessed us. Well, we are really in for a great treat today. Claire Hillier is going to be ministering to us this morning. And um, do you know, Claire and Lee, what a great blessing this couple is. Every one of you know them because they head up our welcome team. And do you know what? When you look at their lives, And I get to boast now about them. But when you look at their lives, there's fruit on their lives. Fruit in their family, but they're fruitful in this place. I was just talking to Lee um, just before I came up. And do you know what? Lee has been here for 20, about 27 years. Claire has been here for 21. Isn't that great? And that just really shows you the character of these people. And I understand, you know, not everybody, you know, can can be in church necessarily, in one church necessarily for that length of time, but it's such a blessing when a local church has people within it that have gone through the many, many seasons of its history, and this is such a couple this morning. So, what you're going to hear is going to be such a blessing, Claire just kind of touched on it. In our Heart for the House service back in September, and I just approached Claire, I said, Claire, do you know what? That is such a great word um, that you spoke in in the Heart for the House service. Please, you know, have a think about delivering that to the church. And um, today's the day. Fantastic. So listen, as Claire comes, I want you to show your appreciation to her. And as she speaks, let's get behind her. Let's open our hearts and let's amen everything she says. Is that okay? Come on, let's show our appreciation to Claire this morning. Bless you.
1: Oh, it's so good to be amongst family, amen. Do you know what? Oh God is so good and I'll I'll tell you why now if I get my notes. It's so good not to have to impress people this morning because we're all family, right? But I'll just tell you a little bit about how I got here. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Back at, in Sisterhood, David actually said what he said this morning was right. That was back last year or the beginning of last year. But in January this year, I was in Sisterhood, just come in on a normal night, you know, sat down. I think my mother-in-law, mother-in-law was sat next to me and some ladies, and we were just chatting. And then along comes Hayley, and she says, oh, how you doing? Just general chit-chat. And then she said, oh, I need to speak to you. And I thought, right, because we need to speak because of the welcome team. She said, I need to speak to you about preaching. And my heart sank. I went, I was like, how dare you God? How dare you put that on me? Anything but that. And I was like, I I said, all right, okay, yeah, okay. And then I avoided the calls, right? I know, check me out, right? I avoided them because I didn't want to do it because this is a place of weakness for me. And I think people probably can relate to it when God's put you in places that you feel weak. And it's also a place of vulnerability. So I was like, right, no, God, I'm not doing it. So I went home. I didn't even tell Lee, right? So just weeks went by and the phone calls came and I ignored them and I was like am well, sorry I can't take a call and she's like it's okay we'll catch up and then I went home one day and Lee said to me oh hey Lee's rang because she needed need to talk to me about something she said but she also needs to speak to you she said you know what it's about and I said yeah I do know what it's about and she, they said they wanted me to preach and I said I said no said I'm not a preacher he said yes you are I said no I'm not he said yes you are so we had this conversation in my kitchen right but this was a conversation I was having with God I was like God this is not me put me on the floor waiting on table saying hi to people I can do that because you've gifted me in that area but this is a different story anyway cut a long story short I gave God a hundred reasons why not he gave me 101 reasons why none of them were based on me or my ability amen so I am a work of grace this morning but what really did it for me, and God has got a sense of humor, he just reminded me of the account of Jonah, right, in the Bible, where he kind of joked, God asked Jonah to do something, and he said, um, he said, go one way, and Jonah said, I'm not going to go that way, I'm going to go another way. And he did, and he got in a shipwreck, and then a whale had to come, or sorry, the, the Bible puts an account as, as a big fish, had to come, and he was in the belly of this big fish for three days <laughs> god so good any of you know that the Hilliers' favorite type of holiday is cruising right so i was like okay god but it got to a point where i was even serving on the welcome team leading the welcome team and the, oh, this is great because we just sang it as i got it right It so said the part where it says i give my whole life to honor this love i wouldn't sing it check me out right but that's just a little account of that. So I hope you can just um, relate to that and just know that this is not a place of strength for me, it's a place of weakness, amen? But I am excited. You know, I'm just gonna set the scene. It is a, some, a revelation that God gave me back at heart for the house. But all he gave me at that time was a revelation. He didn't give me anything to minister on, okay? So that in itself, when they said, can you? I was like, well, I've only got a revelation of your word. But God can take a revelation, yeah? And he can just take it and just distribute it to all of us. And that's the heart of this this morning, is that every one of us is going to be encouraged by it. So we're just going to set the scene a minute, okay? And the parable that we're going to look at this morning is in Luke 14. But I'm just going to set the scene before we do. Jesus was at a Pharisee's house, quite a high-standing Pharisee. He'd done a miracle there. He'd healed somebody. And then he um, could see how everybody... was pushing for the best seat in the place and he probably thought I got a lot of work to do here so he spoke to them as a through a parable about that but that's not we're going to look at today and that's not what God is highlighting to us we're going to have a look towards the end where the parable of the great banquet came in now people may know or may not know a parable then is a short or a fictitious story that illustrates a moral truth or a principle So we're going to pick it up in um, verse 16. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered the servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And this is the part that God highlighted to me back last year. And it's found in um, verse 22. And it says, Sir, the servant said, what you've ordered has been done, but there is still room then the master told his servant go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full you know this servant had a heart for the master's house it was actually the servant that said to the master there is still room and this really blew me away because it would have cost him to say that right it would have cost him his time because the master said we'll go back out and it would have cost him physically because he physically had to do more and this is the revelation that God gave me on my treadmill when I was thinking about heart for the house and I was just gosh that is amazing the heart of this servant um, was a heart for his master's house. But you see, and this is the point, he knew his master's plan outweighed his own agenda. The importance of it was far greater. So, anybody want to learn a little bit from this servant this morning, then, so that we can just take it to our lives and you know, just move on through the year of 2019 and beyond. And what God is showing us this morning from his word about the heart of this servant. Well, the servant's heart was definitely in submission. He submitted to the purpose and the banquet and the request of his master. You know, he had passion. He was passionate about his master's plan. He searched the highways and the byways. You know, the task would have been impossible, wouldn't it, if he didn't have passion. Can you imagine? I'll give you a scenario now. He says, right, go back out. And, you know, the the servant really hasn't got a lot of passion for it right now because there's things going on in his life and, you know, stuff is, you know, just not great or whatever, we don't know what was going on, we know he was a servant, so he must have had relational, um, you know, things with, with people, and maybe he had a family, we don't know, so he just goes out, and if he went out without his passion, without the passion for the master's house, he could have, could have gone a bit like this, so he's walking along the highways, around the byways, the phone, um, sorry, yeah, Um. well, you know, my master's having a banquet, and, um. Oh, gosh, you, you may want to come if you want. You know, some foods there, um, music's there. You might not like it, but yeah, you know. You know but you can come along, and this is down the road. No, the Bible doesn't say that, does it? It says that he went out and he compelled them to come in. You have to have passion if you're going to compel people to come in, okay? And I was just blown away by this. He said, "No, my master has a banquet, and you're invited." You know, he had a purpose. He knew and executed what was asked of him. Go out, the master said. So he went out. He didn't stay in. It's really that simple, really, isn't it? Master said, go out. He went out. He was out of his comfort zone, a bit like I am sworn in. Oh, Lord. So pastor just said, that we've been in the church for over 20 years Lee 27 and myself 21 I'm just going to take us on a little bit of that journey this morning you know I started off I got saved here after six months I started off in the choir and that's where I was um, shown and taught and learned that worship is not about the song it's about the lifestyle and I served in that department for for many years and then um through that and, and in line with that, we started or I started working in care in hands. And that was the ministry at the time that we had for those that were in a vulnerable situation or maybe didn't have a home, didn't have anything to eat. And I was um I can see Steve Price here this morning. Where is he? Yeah. Um I was quite new to the faith, and these Times were like a time of like, I just got to get involved. I just got to do something. I got to tell people about Jesus and how am I going to do it? So, I heard that there was like a Sunday soup kitchen that was being run from Caring Hands that would happen on a Sunday because the the Carin Hands project shut down on a Friday, and opened up again on a Monday. So I went to Steve and I went to Chris Driscoll and I asked them if I could join the team. You know, these guys took a chance on me. I was the only lady I think that was actually event well I know I was on the Sunday team right so we would go out into the streets and we would just um, feed people physically because they needed feeding but we would also pray with people we would just walk through their journey with them we would have a relationship with them and every week they would come back and we'd be able to do the same again you know but these guys took a chance on me a chance and they they taught me things about Christianity and about walking through things that I wouldn't have had a chance to experience if somebody hadn't said, yes, come on, come along with us. Come and put your life on the line for others. I don't mean like, you know, physically put them on the line for others, but that nearly did happen, in Italy. Anyway, circumstances went on. We found ourselves leading the Sunday team. Now, that ministry grew so big that the council noticed, and also the police noticed, and they actually gave us a place to go. They gave us a lockup under where Friars Walk is now, but we used to have the key to that, and we were able to open up that place, get about 50, maybe 60 people, men and women and dogs, because we had to look after the dogs as well, (laughs) coming in and just being in the presence of Jesus, yeah, on a practical level. And there was one time where... One of the guys wasn't allowed in um, on in the weekday in Caring Hands because, you know, he pushed some boundaries. So the the ideal thing was that if you don't go in on if you do something in the week, then on a Sunday, you you can't, you know, can't experience that either. Well, here he comes, doesn't he? There's me and Lee and this this guy, big Mohican coming up towards a bit staggering and he comes up to Lee and I could see it happening and I was just oh God please oh God please because we've got to tell him now that because of his actions in the week he can't come up in the weekend so I was like oh God please And we've known this guy for some time you know and we walk with him and we pray with him we cry with him we'd wipe his tears it's not whatever and then he just came up to Lee and he just and Lee said I'm sorry you can't come you know what you've done you know we just you know the rules and it looked as if he was about to headbutt him so he went like that and he went like that. and planted a kiss on lee's head and just walked away You know, he's no longer with us anymore, but I do believe that was out of a relationship with somebody that knew Jesus. He didn't, you know, he he may have kicked off in the week, but he knew that he was loved. He knew that he could come back into Caring Hands on the Monday. He knew that he could come back on the Sunday, and he knew that he had people there that would just, you know, just love on him. So, yeah. Um, I've been in prison ministries. I've gone into the prisons. I've sang in the prisons. I don't know why they made me, let me sing. Poor Dave Escott, but (laughs) he he looked at me once. He said, you're not singing it in the right key. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, you're not. I said, well, this is the only key I know. He said, it's okay. I'll work with you. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, kids church. I I did, did a season in kids church. Now the only reason I did kids church, right, is because, I remember, I think it was Pastor Ray, came up and said, you know, there's a need. We need workers in kids' church. We need somebody that can go in there. So I thought, oh, well, you know, I've got no kids, but well, I've got time, so I can do that. We can fit that in. So I did. I went up to Sally Ann and James and said, oh, well, you know, I, I can do that. So I worked in, in kids' church for a while, Um but I did know it was only for a season. But in that season, we got to teach the beautiful Lauren Cueto. Is she in this morning? And the Lauren Stone and their faces. Oh, they were only four. Oh, they were gorgeous. I tell you. But that's where Lee and I decided that we were going to have a baby one day, by the grace of God. And we were going to call her Lauren. And here she well, she's not here. She's on spring camp today. But 15 years later, she's even more beautiful, because she's ours, yeah, amen, but yeah, so that that was it, and then I could feel this season was coming to an end, because other things were going on, and circumstances, and, and things in the church where we needed to be, but I always remember Pastor Ray saying, you know, if you think a season's coming to an end in a department, be good, be gracious, but find somebody to fill your space, so I did, I found Sally Tubb, right and this lady is such a blessing when it comes to children she wasn't serving in any department at the time she was probably unsure and aware like oh can I can I but she was the best you know she just had that gift and she went on for many years to serve in in kids church after um that my season was over then as my ch- children were born and all those things seasons came to an end I um I worked in crash. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this is, the, I don't want to put anybody off if anyone's thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I, I got a call to go into crash. This is the hardest one for me, okay? If you see a blue T-shirt today and the rest of the days that we go on, you need to go up to them, and you need to really encourage them because it is a hard place to serve. You've got babies on this side, and you're, you're comforting them because they're a bit distressed because mums just drop them off, and they're thinking, where's my mum? And then you've got a baby pulling on this, and you, you look down, and the snot's ringing off the nose. You've got—and then you look over and then one of them's had an accident in the corner. That's life, right? That is what really happens. It doesn't happen every week, but there is the reason for the people that we have in there. They're so gracious. If you feel you are being called, they get in there because that is where the battle is. Amen. And we're just thankful for people that give up their time so that mums and dads and Those that care for children can just sit in the service. They can sit and listen to the word and that they can be filled with the word and then they can go out and just be warriors in their own lives, right? that came to an end. And then um, Papa's Kitchen. Can anybody remember Papa's Kitchen or how it, yeah? Well, actually, that started off with an idea that Lee had when he went to Freshers' Week. And in Freshers' Week, they had like a bed sheet and they said to the students or the new students that were coming in, write one thing about home that you miss. And the majority of the things on there, as Lee observed, was about Sunday dinner. So Lee said, wouldn't it be great if we can create something that would remind a home? Just give that comfort you know so we was like well we can cook he's you know chef he's done his degree and whatever he's done his degree and so but he's good at doing things like that on mass cooking so he's like should we do that so we just just said well why don't we do this and they said yeah do that you know what meant to just start off for students after a time what we noticed was that church family were coming up to us and saying can we come can we come? We're like, yeah, of course you can come. It's no problem. It came up to about 150, I think, was the biggest. Yeah. Amount of people that wanted to stay together on a Sunday to have lunch. What was God doing back then as we reflect on that? He was creating family, yeah, within us. Students could still come along, but that was starting, that was happening. Connect groups okay, Lee and I host a connect group, and um, it's a family connect group, and that idea came out of an idea that's like, oh my goodness, we're going to connect, and our children aren't, so they're not having that type of experience relationship, I wonder if it'd be a good idea, I said, God, going up the stairs to bed one night, if we have a family connect, run it by the guys, of, you know, Dave and Faye, and they were like, yeah, let's go for it, and that's what we know as connect for families today, you know, it's a place where we can all be involved, And just this week, and I just said to Gary now, as as we were just saying hi to everybody, um, I was so encouraged by Connect this week. You know, I had a phone call on Saturday night, which kind of took me, or Saturday afternoon, which kind of took me by surprise. I was a bit shocked about it. But then for the rest of the week, my anxiety levels were kind of through the roof, and I just couldn't understand why. I kind of related it maybe to that phone call, but I was like, no, Lord, I know your word. Your word says, do not be anxious for anything. And I know, and I was just quoting and just listening on these scriptures, not quoting them, but believing them and just listening in on them. And then I went to connect, and I just said to the guys, do you know what? This is how I've been feeling this week. Connect is a place where you can be real with people yeah it's a place where they know everything about you if you want them to but also it's a place of great refuge and we had a great time didn't we on wednesdays people were just sharing about their experiences with anxiety or their experiences with life and that how we could um, take that on board and, and what did they do and what scriptures were they listening to or, or or believing on and it was so encouraging for me and by the time i got out to connect i was kind of at this you know yeah Bring it on. This is good. Yeah, it's okay. God's got it sorted, as we know he does anyway. Amen. Then to the welcome team. You know, when Dave and Faye actually approached us to um, lead the welcome team, we didn't really want to lead anything, <laughs> right? We didn't. I was quite happy turning up on a Sunday because Crash had finished just just getting getting fed, I suppose, going home. We did things in the week like connect and stuff, but it wasn't in our agenda. You know, Leah had just taken over a business and that business in our life was like a new baby, okay? Everything brought change. We had to change our family, the way that we did things in the morning and stuff. So it wasn't an ideal time. It wasn't convenience, but you know, we serve a God and I know this now, we, you know, 21 years, years down the line, that's not into convenience, Amen. And, you know, I say all that to say this. It's not to big up anything I've done. We've had a little look this morning about my history here. But it's to encourage us all on our journeys, okay? Even though they may look a little bit different. Some of us may have been in church for years. Some of us may have even just stepped in this morning. But God just wants to encourage us. So when I looked then about these past 21 years, I was like, well, what's it taken then, Lord? Well, it's definitely taken passion it's taken submission. It's taken correction. And this is a biggie. You know, I stood at the back of the church saying, I'm not singing that part of the song. You know, <laughs> I'm real. Bad attitudes. I've had them. I continue. Sometimes I do still have them, and I have to go before God and say, No, Lord, you you know, you say this, and we're gonna run with this. And I have to just look in, in line with, with the word of God and make sure that my heart is in, in line with what He wants to do. Okay, it's taken time, it's taken effort, and it's taken money. And all these things I learned upon along the way. And if I was to give you any advice or encouragement this morning it would be a really really important piece of advice right and it's really really deep do you want to hear what it is just turn up amen you know the bible actually refers to helping as a gift If we look in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 to 28, it says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you, so that's each one of us, very simple, isn't it? Each one of us, each one of you has a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first the apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance and of different kinds of Tongues. Turning up then, in the good times and the not-so-good times, refusing to quit when everything in you wants to. If Lee and I was to stand up here and tell you the, the account of the last four years of our lives, it hasn't been a great experience, but we know that God is with us, and He works all things together for good. Amen. Why then? Why is God coming to us and looking at these areas of our hearts this morning? If you only stop and you look out your window in the morning, you'll see the reason why. You know, broken lives are everywhere. Our lives are broken, and Jesus is continuing by the grace of God to heal our hearts, put us in a good stance, you know, in a good place in our lives. He's here to bring prosperity into our lives, peace. We know that as we, if we walk the journey, okay? But, you know, people are the heartbeat of God. You and I the heartbeat of God. The banquet was designed for people to be filled in this story, physically filled. This place is designed for people to be filled. Amen. Filled with what? Jesus. Filled with hope, with grace encouragement you know the bible says and it taste and see that the lord is good this is our home and it's your home amen as we reach out and jesus renews and the church along with the holy spirit releases we are going to see great and wonderful things this place is a city on a hill and we're building a kingdom atmosphere here so what's that then kingdom atmosphere well it looks nothing like the atmosphere out there let me tell you it's one of acceptance yeah. forgiveness love but what's it going to take as servants here then well it's definitely going to take submission And this is a toughie, isn't it? I told you the story today of how I didn't want to get up here, and I'm a working grace, but I was like, no, Lord, you've given me a word, and that word must be a word for seasoning somebody, so I'm just going to see past, I'm going to submit to what you want me to do, and I'm going to do it. It's definitely going to take passion. Passion for your house consumes me, said Jesus in Psalm 69. He was certainly gentle and humble and friendly and loving. But the gospel also describes Jesus <clears throat> excuse me, as passionate, direct, quick-minded, and brave. And that bit is the most encouraging to me, let me tell you. And we're being made like him. You know, passion is caught and not taught. What then, Roma, I suppose you could call it, do I give off when I'm in my teams, when I'm in my home, when I'm in my family, when I'm with my husband? And this is the point, and it's such a sensitive top point. And, you know, I just hope you see it in the way that God has given it to me. And that it's not a, a, a question of judgment or anything like that. But as some of us may be, lost somewhere along the line, the passion for his house. And that's a personal thing between you and God. You know, it could have been disappointment, disillusionment. It could have been offense. It could have been bitterness. But, you know, God's here today. And he says it's okay, because he's the restorer of our souls, amen? And he's just asking us to look in our own hearts, not the heart of somebody next to you or your husband. I you think, mm, I hope you're listening. No, it's us before God, right? I didn't mean you, mindly. No, that's okay. <clears throat> it's definitely going to take purpose. You know, if you've called this place your home, then be encouraged. There is a purpose here for you. God will show you along the way, just like he's shown me. But what about being the purpose? And you're like, well, what do you mean? Well, the Bible tells us to be kind, tells us to forgive, speak good things of one another, think highly of others than you do of yourself. Don't always look for the best seat in the house, but give it up for somebody else. This is the purpose for us here. You see, we've all been invited to the banquet here on Lower Dock Street. A place has already been set for you. Amen. And it's been set for me. And this is the bit that I just was really, really encouraged with when God gave me those things that, um, you know, the the heart of this servant, this particular servant, he had submission, he had passion, he had purpose. And then when I was coming to this bit, I was like, right, God, what shall I write? And I wrote a question to you. And God said, don't write questions. Declare to my people this morning what is going to happen. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to be obedient for that this morning. So as we walk out then, the rest of 2019 and beyond in this place, for some of us, As we've heard the word this morning, it's gone into good soil and that we will see fruit of it, okay? Because that's what we've laid before. That's what we've prayed for. For some of us, 2019 and beyond, some of us are going to give more of our time. Some of us are going to give more of our gift. Some of us are going to be submissive. Some of us are even going to have a change of heart because you walked in with one with one attitude in your heart this morning. God's going to send you out with another. Amen. But it's all for his goodness, right? It's all for his purpose. And that purpose, if I said you only have to look out and you can see the purpose this morning. When we were in Easter time, when we was in Friars Walk, that is the purpose. The purpose is God has built this place here on Lower Dock Street for a number of years so that people can come in, they can be accepted, they can be filled, they can be restored, they can be renewed, and God will release them into the rest of their life. Amen? Amen. And this is the point. You know, the master knew that he could trust his servant to execute his command. Can God trust us then? as a family, with what he has given us and what he is going to give us? I believe he can. I do. And in 2019 and beyond, as we make preparations in all that we do, boots to the ground, hearts together we will see great and marvelous things. People's lives transformed. You know, my desire is that people's lives would be transformed when they come and they sit under the word and they put that word into action and they have faith in Jesus that, Jesus, can you really take this life? Can you really take this life and say who you say I am? Yes, He can. I know, I am, a, I am that this morning, yeah? We will be known as a faithful house. God is declaring these things over us this morning. We may not feel like it right now, but God is declaring and that's what he does. We say, I said, 100 things why I couldn't and he said 101 things why I could and none of them were based on me, amen? We will be known then as a faithful house, a place where God dwells. Isn't that lovely? A place where God dwells. Ever inviting, ever inviting. You know, we need each other don't we? Yeah. Friday, coming Friday, marks the first anniversary of a whole year on earth without my mum. Can you believe it's been a year? Okay. But this place has been such a place of encouragement for me. The people, not the place, the people have been one of great encouragement for me. One lady could even see that, you know, because you've got you've to walk through grief. And one lady even opened up a home in a different part of the world, which she doesn't do. And she told me she doesn't do it normally, but she opened it up for me and my family to go and have that oasis time in a desert where we could just go away from everything, just be honest and raw and open before God and just let him work on my broken heart. Amen. Now, that wouldn't have happened If I wasn't in my home here on Lower Dock Street, would it? No? (laughs) I've kind of adopted myself now to some people. I call them mum and dad. And I've never really asked them whether that was okay, but I kind of have. So if it's not, I can come and see me later, but I am really sorry, but... You know, the embrace that we get from people here on a Sunday. Even last week I came in and somebody said, how are you doing? I was like, I just need a mum hug. Now I know, right, that they're not going to replace my mother. I'm not, you know, I know that. But God brings us into a family, doesn't he? Yeah? And this is a family. So if you're kind of on like the borderline thinking, oh, do you know what? I don't know whether I'm going to, you know, give give my whole thing to this here. Can I just encourage you just to keep turning up? Yeah, if there's something that you can help with, help with. And maybe it may be that your your life is in a, a direction now where you can't do those things, but you can pray. This can be your home, and you can pray for the things that are going on here, the ministries and the outreaches that um, you know that we're doing. As we say to the vision of this house, where we reach out, God renews, and the church releases. I'll leave you with this, and this is in closing, yeah? John 13, verse 35, and, and pastors spoke from it, and we've we've walked through it, but it says, doesn't it, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. So be encouraged. I'm just going to pray right now, and then Dave, I think, is just going to come up, but I really hope that something that I've said today, or you've seen my vulnerability, or, you know, my weakness and, and, and stuff, so you can think, wow, God, if you can do it for her, You can do it for me. Amen. And I'm not talking about coming up here and and doing this, but I mean the walk and the journey that we've had um, as as a family and and as as individuals as well. So I'm just going to pray for us. Would you let me do that? Yeah. Jesus. Father, I thank you for your people. And that's what we are. We're your people. And I thank you for this place, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I came in, that I was broken, that you put me together again, and you're still putting me together again. But I thank you for the love that we have for one another here. The connection that we can have with each other, Lord God, is such a good one. And Lord, I, I just pray if somebody is struggling in here today and not sure whether they fit in or this or that, Lord, open their eyes to your word this morning. Open their eyes and give them the keys so that they, they will know that there has been a place set for them here on Lower Dock Street, that they are part of the family, that they will be accepted, Lord God. And for those, Lord God, that were struggling with um, the areas that I spoke of this morning that you highlighted to us, Lord, in that servant's heart, Come where nobody else can come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you are in this place, that you have a plan and a future for this home. As we work together, as our hearts are entwined together for the ultimate goal and the ultimate purpose is to see your name lifted high, is to see the sinner return, Lord God, home. And as we leave a light on, on this, in this place, Lord, we are a city on a hill. You have confirmed it to us this morning. And as we leave a light on, because you always leave a light on, Jesus, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead people to us in our week, that we can invite to this place, call home, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Come on, let's show our appreciation for Claire. What an amazing word! What a wonderful, wonderful word from God's word, backed up, backed up by their lives and you know we know Claire and Lee to be that and there you know as Claire was speaking from Luke chapter 14 that man who was holding the banquet sent out those invitations many invitations because the time was now the time was ready for a wonderful feast to begin and you know God I believe in his church is set Places in the church for people who may not be here yet, may not even know that this place exists, may not even know that there are seats ready waiting with their names on it. If we look around this building, look at the seats that are filled, but look at the seats, right? that don't have anybody sitting on them yet. Maybe, like Claire said, the Holy Spirit is going to use you and me. That's our hope, isn't it? You know that Jesus uses each of our lives, maybe through this week, maybe to the close of the year. Who knows? But let's believe as God's people, as God's family, that our lives would be like a bridge. You know, I spoke a few weeks ago about our vision as a church. And I spoke about the bridge, our lives being like a bridge. Claire has spoken about that this morning. The lives of these servants that went out, that the master sent out, their lives were like a bridge. You know, going to people that, that were in various places in their lives and, and they went to some and some ignored them, some came with many excuses and they just didn't want to turn up. But then the master said, listen, go to the poor, Go to the broken, go to the blind, go to the lame. Do you know what? South Wales is full of poor people, of broken people, blind people, lame people. Not necessarily physically, although that may be the case. People are emotionally poor. You know, you go in your workplace, you just have to listen to a conversation that people are having with each other. There's poverty all around us. There really is. People are blind, not necessarily physically, spiritually. They're searching. They don't know where to turn for help. So many, many people in needy conditions. Do you know what? Our lives can be that bridge right into their need to where they are, to take them from where they are and bring them into a place where God can be their Savior in Christ. Do you believe that? I'm telling you, your life is a, it's not a drawbridge, right? It's not down one moment and then up another. No, this is open access. Our life is the very invitation, the very aroma of Christ Jesus. So let's be aware of that as we go out into another week, as we come to the close of this service. Let's be aware of that. And let's be open to the people around us. It may be, that you pray with the person at their desk, in their home. Just be Christ in your world and and take that blessing out and then let's bring them into this place to be part of the family. Or as Claire said, you know, it may be that today the Holy Spirit has prompted you through what Claire has said just to serve, just to renew your passion for God's house and to be involved you know there's there is need in the teams that we have there is need in this place for you to rise up and build it with us and serve and host all of the people that come into this place and we want to make that available to you if you want to serve in any area or if you just got a desire do you know what I just want I've listened to Claire I've watched them And I just want my life to be rooted in the church, in the local church. And I want to serve and use my time and use the abilities that I have to bless other people. Listen, we would love to help you in that desire. And your life will flourish. The Bible promises it. Your life will flourish as a result of just planting yourself in God's house. So what a wonderful, come on, let's show our appreciation to Claire again. What a great word. Gently delivered, caringly delivered, but also with with a great, great challenge to us to keep us on track with our purpose in what Jesus has for our lives. Amen. I'm going to pray. Lord, there may be somebody here today. Jesus, they've never asked you into their heart. Oh, Jesus, you love us. Lord, you don't want our hearts to be empty. You don't want our lives to be lonely. You're the Savior of the world. Not only the Savior of the world, you come to each and every one of us personally. You make a personal invitation to us. That's how much you care for us. That's how much you love us. And There may be somebody today, and they've never heard that personal invitation coming from your lips, but I thank you right now You're knocking on the door of their heart. Lord, I pray that they would open their heart. And you said that if any man or any woman hears your voice, hears you calling to them, knocking on the door of their heart, and they open their heart, you will come in and live with them and feast with them. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for every single person in this room And especially those that may not know you as Savior, as their Lord. I pray right now that you would come close, Holy Spirit. If you would like to ask Jesus into your heart. You've never done it. You've never prayed a prayer. You've never opened your heart to him. But you know today's different. Today's a different day. It's going to mark a different moment in your life. You're going to ask Jesus to come into your heart. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. I'm going to pray with you. and You're going to call on the name of the Lord and he's going to do the rest. He's going to bring all of his blessing and all of his life and all of his peace and everything that our lonely, empty hearts need. He's going to bring it in. You're just going to open your life. You're going to call on his name and he's going to just step right on into your life. And he's going to make you brand new. He's going to take, this is what he does. This is what he does. He takes our old broken life and he just lovingly picks it up and makes it brand new. And you're going to do this right now. You're going to ask him into your heart. Say this with me quietly in your heart. Say, Jesus, I call on your name. I ask you to come and live in my heart. I believe you died for me on the cross, carrying my sin and shame. And I believe that God raised you from the dead on the third day. And now I'm asking you to live in my heart. I believe you're alive. I believe that you are my Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, at the end of this service, we're going to have people waiting at the, um, just at the welcome sign, the welcome home sign, the connection point, ready to give you a Bible, ready to give you one of our little stories, booklets. Or if you want to come and see myself or Faye, Lee, and Claire, we would gladly gladly warmly welcome you into God's family if you prayed that prayer for the first time listen our advice to you is just keep coming keep coming back you're part of God's family and now your life this is marked a brand new moment in your life this prayer this call to Christ has brought marked a brand new day in your life because now he's with you on your journey Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to sing before we go. Listen, let's give Jesus praise in this place. Thank you, Lord. Send us out to proclaim your word to our families, our friends, and those that don't know you. In Jesus' name, we thank you.